welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, trends, the latest and greatest. And of course, Mandy's dumb ideas. (laughs) Grab a couch. Let's get to it. I'm going to jump right in because do I have a dumb idea for you? Yes, bring it. Just hear me out. Okay. So, you know, I have a fascination with Matthew McConaughey, right? Sure. We're we're both from Austin, Texas. I think we were at the University of Texas around the same time. And I heard tell on a podcast called Sway, which is a really good podcast, um, Uh that he was interested in a run for governor of Texas. I've heard this. You've heard it. Okay. Yes. So can I, may I interrupt you for one moment? Sure. Mandy Fabian is so connected to Matthew McConaughey. She is sitting on her bongos naked while recording this (laughs) episode of The Man Cave. I just wanted the people to know how committed you are. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah. No, I I love the guy. I would so move to his ranch and follow his ideology like whenever he comes up with it when he wants to take in sister wives i'm there for it um, nice a new he, cult yeah he well he's like he calls himself like a prophet and a storyteller and like a, a shaman he says the word prophet i don't know if he says prophet i have to look it up but he does there are like three phrases that he's like this is what i am uh he's maybe it's a poet but in Did any you case listen to his book or read his book i haven't yet it may be something that I have to suggest for a certain podcast that uh, that I'm doing. Um, all maybe. right, all right, all right. We'll see, we'll <laughs> see. But I listened to his interview on Sway, and I will say um, the name is apt because I started that podcast going, you've got to be kidding me. Matthew McConaughey is going to run for governor and just ruin everything. And by the end of that podcast, I was like, Matthew McConaughey is a pretty good candidate. <laughs> well, anybody's better than Greg Abbott. Oh, yes, that's true. If we and have he, any right-wing fandies, <laughs> you can turn off the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think we would, right? No. I mean, would they have stuck with us? No, no, he's terrible. I think even right-wing people think he's terrible, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe not the total extreme. Anyway, yeah, um, he was so, like, middle of the road and funny. His answers uh, to political questions were so, like, I don't know. Do I think that way? Do I not? I couldn't really say. Like, he's, but his whole point, it was so hilarious and like a cartoon of someone who's running for office. But his point was kind of like, listen, I, you know, uh, the whole point is we are all totally um, dug in on either side and we're not getting anywhere. So maybe you need to come at this with a, like a different perspective, right? I'm going to come in there and I'm going to talk. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to find that middle ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, he sounded like a wacko at first, but then you're like, you're a pretty good wacko. Like I could see this working because he's so charming. I mean, you just one look in those, are they baby blues? I'm going to assume they're baby blues. And I just you would... assume he, he smells like body odor. I've always assumed that what? about him. Like <laughs> dirt and grass and body odor. Yeah. yeah keep talking. <laughs> Ugh. I and love horses. it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that um, could be pretty hot. Both I hands know that... above the bongos, Fabian. Both hands. <laughs> yeah. So that was my little adventure into politics. It was great. I, Matthew makes me feel very cozy. I, I hope he runs because I think he okay. could actually get elected. I mean, I would vote for, you know, a 
banana over Greg Abbott. He's, I feel sorry for Beto O'Rourke, though, because Beto is going to run, too. And well, he's a more sensible person to vote for. <laughs> he but is. You don't but get to vote in Texas, so. Not yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> now that with COVID, I could do this podcast from anywhere. We don't know what's going to happen. I will never move to Texas. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody heard it here, so you can't change your mind. I listen to a lot of podcasts, the, the one for this uh, episode, but yep. also mostly fantasy football podcasts. Oh. And it is not helping me win in my fantasy leagues. And it has been a very upsetting couple of weeks where Why I have that? lost narrowly to people who are like, fantasy football, that sounds fun. And then they like <laughs> beat me and crush me. And like, and I, I actually like care about it and research it. And I love fantasy football so much. And yet it causes me so much pain and suffering when I lose. You know, it's all random, right? Like I you don't know. really have control over any of that. Right. I mean, so much of it is luck. And it's not, and it's not all random because you have to know who to put in your lineup based on injuries and bye weeks and yeah usage and all of that and stats. Yeah. But yeah, I oh yeah, usage I'm not and having stats, a good season. Usage and stats are big for me too. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. And also, did it mess you up when all the kickers were missing? That was a very exciting. Was that this week? It was very exciting when the kicker. Did you watch the Green Bay game where the kicker, the field goal kicker, missed field goals? Four times. Mason Crosby? Yes. Oh, yes. he's been around forever. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. To win the game, I think it was three times in the action. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He missed it three times. He got it on the fourth. But he missed it two times in the main game, like where, here we go, here we go. We can win the game. Missed it. Then the other team kicked a field goal. They missed theirs. Then he kicked another one. Missed it. They go into overtime. He gets in field goal position again misses it. Oh, my God. You and had then, one job to do, Mason Crosby. I know. And then he got the fourth one. And we were sort of like, what do you think? Like, do you think he felt good? Was he, Did he go away going, that was just a weird fluke, and I got the fourth one, so I feel great? Or do you think it haunted him? Haunts. You think so? Yeah. And, and these people are losing their jobs left and right. Kickers? Kickers get dropped and, yeah. Because oh, they have one job to do, and if they stop doing it well, they get dropped. Wow. But like one game, it was obviously such a fluke. That's what I'm like. Right. He's been great for many, many years. Yeah. Um, why were you watching Green Bay? Were they playing the Steelers or were you with our dear uh, friends who are Green Bay fans? No, I, oh. Abby's a huge football fan. She goes to the television and says, is there football on? And she turns it on. Drop she off wants, here on Sundays. I know. I. She wants to watch all of it. She loves football. She loves. Oh, so uh, I. Yeah, she loves baseball. She loves all of it. Oh, she's super baseball, into the Dodgers right now. <laughs> Is Jeremy still into baseball or did you brainwash no. him out of it? Yeah, no, he he gave it up. Just football. That's really sad. Like mm. he was a man before you met him and then you <laughs> you made him into like you made him follow you into football. I, I taught him about football. <laughs> uh, Just saying. A lot of okay, us do the, that. We let go of our own likes and dislikes because we get into a relationship with a strong person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry out loud. <laughs> Tell me nice everything. One. That's Don't. really good. Keep talking. Clearly, you need to go there. I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, no, the, but the other thing that I watched, because the two things I'm most passionate about are, fans, are football and musical theater. 
And Casey and I watched the film Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, yes. And we cried. Have you seen it? Sure. No, but I've seen the musical. But wait, I, how is it about football? No, it's not. It's just that I love football and I love oh, musicals. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Was it good? I know everybody is panning this movie and saying it's not good and Ben Platt's too old and he looks awkward. And I'm here to say they're all wrong. Ben Platt is incredible. And I really, really, really enjoy the movie. He's incredible. And who cares if he's too old? And he's supposed to look awkward because his character is awkward. It's an awkward character. Right. But you can see his like five o'clock shadow under a lot of makeup. And oh, people okay. were like, he's 30. And why is, there, <laughs> why is he pretending he's in high school? And I'm like, well, the other actors were all in their mid 20s, 24 and five year old. And yeah, the pedophilia is back. There is a guy in there. But I was like, <laughs> Casey, I think I have a crush on the guy playing the, um, Connor Murphy. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. If I just said like 14 times in a row. But I thought, what if he's actually 17? And this is really, <laughs> really wrong. So I looked him up. He's 24. We're cool. I can oh, you're free say clear. that I want to molest him. He is dreamy and he can dance. And then I read about him. He was the understudy on Broadway oh. and then got cast in the movie. How cool is that? That is. Well, he was the understudy for Connor or for Evan? Connor. Wow, that's mm -hmm. really exciting. Good for him. I think his name is Colton Ryan. Oh, oh, God, yeah. That's hot a name, name for you. Hot voice. He was so good. A lot of good stuff happening there. So I, I recommend it and I recommend watching with the kids. It's really emotional and powerful and well wow. done. It's that's not great. as good as the show. The show was, had the multimedia aspect that made it really powerful. I think it's funny that people are, I mean, I get it. Like if you can see his five o'clock shadow, that might be weird, you know, because it's harder to suspend disbelief when you're looking at something via through a movie lens as opposed to a stage lens. Right. Right. But right. I will say, I think I saw, I saw the show three times and I only saw Ben Platt do it once. And I, I, I know it kind of always, they're always sort of losing something the second and third time you see something, but like, I truly think he's the, was the best person to ever do that part ever. Like, I didn't get it. to see him. I saw <gasps> somebody else. I think I saw Noah Galvin, but I could be wrong. And they're a couple uh, now. Did you know that? I don't know if they're still together. <gasps> Wait a minute. They played the same replacement. part? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That would be very sexy. No, it is. They, that makes they were quarantined together and they were like together. I don't <gasps> know if they're still together. Oh my God. Mandy, we should, should be I a put couple. the research department on this? <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Ask the research department to look that up. Mm -hmm. And you and I should try being a couple because I like that, like the idea that, like, oh, we're both, you know, I don't know. That sounds like hot. You're like, you were Evan Hansen and I was Evan Hansen. You're a Mandy. I'm a Mandy. It's it's going to a weird place, but <laughs> if you're a true narcissist and I'm I'm working on it. It feels like a pretty hot way to spend a Sunday. <laughs> okay, I'm down. Uh, and then my adopted daughter, Abby, and I can watch football. That's true. So they are still together and they are adorable. Oh, yeah. so happy they're happy. I know. <laughs> Singing Dear Evan Hansen together around the house. We love it. I love it. Well, that's great. Well, uh, what did you... I gave you a podcast to listen to, Suspect... Mm -hmm. It's a Wondery podcast produced by Matthew Sher. How do you say his name? Sher? Sher? Sher. Matthew, Matthew Sher and Eric Benson. I could barely read my handwriting. Um, Benson. Yeah. Benson. And I, um, I really 
loved it. Like I I heard about it on um, Smartless. It was like a commercial and, and it was a true crime podcast, which I would never go to. But I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it's about a group of people at a Halloween party um, who have a Halloween party. And, and one of the residents of this apartment complex gets killed and they're looking for the guy or girl. I guess they I don't know how they assume it's a guy, but they do um, who killed her. And then they they it's a really interesting story how they came to do this. So I'm going to I'll just go ahead and let people know in case you haven't listened to it. Um, they. They go through a couple of people at the apartment complex and the people that she's dated, and then they basically find the one black guy at this party, and they go, hmm, he has a criminal record, and he looks kind of suspicious, and we think it's probably him, and then they built a case around him. Now, mm-hmm. there's there's controversy around it, though, because there is some DNA evidence, right. but it's this crazy thing about, I learned all this stuff about DNA where... DNA evidence doesn't mean a whole lot. Like if I touch you on the shoulder and then you go in and commit a crime, my DNA could end up on the crime scene, right? It's called touch DNA. Yes. Yeah. Different than if your blood or fingernails or hair, something else is on the crime. That's much more damning, right? Yeah. If your fingernails are at the crime scene, that would imply a struggle happened and you were part of that struggle. But if it's just simply... I think they're called alleles. I might be wrong. Yeah, but yeah, if that's it's just right. Simply cells from yeah. You sat on my couch and had a drink, and then you right. got up and left, and so your DNA is all over my apartment. Yeah, they they all went into her apartment. They were all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably like. I mean, if you went to the bathroom, maybe used her hand towel. I don't know. Like there, there, there's ways that his DNA could have been in that apartment, and he was sure. not. Yeah. So. Uh, what did you think? I, I I thought it delivered on why I why because when I heard that that they they basically found the one black guy and then tried to convict him of the crime, I was like, "What is going on?" And I thought it actually ended up being true. Um, he, he so he was not convicted, but he was in prison while they were trying him, and then yeah. there was a hung jury, and then they were trying him again. Right? He was in prison for eight years or seven oh. years. And then they tried him and then they got a hung jury. And then he was in prison for another year while they waited to assemble it and try him again. So he right. went nine and years And had he been a jail. rich white guy, he would have been out on bond, like the guy from The Staircase, um, the doctor, Michael, whatever, who, oh. who allegedly threw his wife down the stairs and had done it to a neighbor <laughs> 10 okay. years prior. I mean, you got to watch that one on Netflix. But he oh, was I out on bond one. this whole time. And that's the the criminal justice system is so yeah. ass backwards to think, oh, because he's this he's this black man who ha- came from lesser means. So yep. he can't afford, although his attorney seemed wonderful, but he can't afford a private attorney. So he has a public defender. He yep. can't post bond. So he's stuck in jail for eight years. It's heartbreaking. And the way the series ended with him talking about how this just destroyed him and he doesn't think he'll ever get past it, it broke my heart. That said, there was another... So the way the party worked on Halloween was that all the apartments basically opened up their doors. So it was everyone who lived there and all of their friends. Yeah. So it was... It was... uh, tough to pin down where everybody was and you know yeah. it wasn't just like one home where you could say oh they left the house and came back right uh and 
they introduced a couple of suspicious characters. One guy named Neil who got yeah. drunk and challenged everybody to fist fights. <laughs> and then they're like, and then this guy came in a devil mask. Anyway, and I was like, can we go back to the devil mask guy? He is the one who did it. Like, oh, immediately. You are right. Mask, right? Devil <laughs> yeah. mask guy. Yeah. The next episode, they're like, his name is Cameron Johnson. And he found, I'm doing air quotes. I hope you can hear them in my voice. Yeah. Found the body with a family friend. Yep. He got on the phone with 911. And then they find out he took off for Canada oh on the night God. of the crime. Yeah. Because that sometimes he likes to go for a drive to Canada. Right. Without his passport. Yeah. And, and tried to get across the border. Yeah. And, yeah. And... Yeah had a printed up list of all of the pawn shops in the area. Mm-hmm. And because some of her items were missing, like her phone and right. Yeah. 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 Like I have no and he called her at 303 and like 305 or whatever in the morning right. the night she was killed. Yes. So and he had had a thing. They had had like a weird flirtation. He had there was another guy who tried to flirt with her. The Neil, the wrestler guy, mm-hmm. who's hilarious to me. Um, he's such a like, I don't know. He's like he's one of those guys. You're like, no, you're not a killer. You're just a douchebag. Total douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would like inappropriately hit on all the women, and he would like punch people for no reason. And he was just a jerk. But he was not right. a killer. And but but he Neil was trying to get with. Uh, Arpana, 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 and yeah, and then and then um, Cameron came in and was like, "Get your hands off my girl!" A little bit, right? Like, kind of seemed that way. They they use the term cock block, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to air quote that because that's what it was. That's the term. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I thought, I mean, when I heard the whole Cameron thing, which is an which is in episode three, where they're interviewing Cameron. And they reveal all this information and mm-hmm. he has no answer for any of it except, I don't know, I can't even tell I, you. I don't remember I a was thing. Drunk, I don't remember. Yeah. He wasn't even saying but he was I'm that drunk. And I have money. Right. It was yeah. like, he, he was just like, well, I don't know, guys. I just, I really don't remember. Can, did you kill her? I can't say for sure. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, that was it. And then he was quoted as saying to a friend, what if I killed her in my sleep? Do you think I could have killed her in my sleep? Yeah. Oh, you have exact quotes. <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't exact. Yeah. I was just oh. riffing. I was, oh. <laughs> I, was uh, I was improvising. <laughs> but you were yeah. yes anding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that to me, that is where this, I thought this story was so interesting because to mm-hmm. me, I don't understand how you get off, how you get off Cameron. Like, how does he go free when he seems so guilty? Right. And that's the part that I, I I still to this day don't understand. After listening to it, I go, I don't understand how. Maybe they didn't have the right DNA evidence to really link anybody to the crime. Like, I don't know if they ran Cameron's. But also in the in the trial, then Cameron can't be questioned. Right. He got a fancy lawyer. Right. And they can't ask him any more questions. And he got immunity. Immunity, all right. These things that I believe only a guilty person does. Like even the douchebag Neil was like, oh, you know, all I want, I'm just going to tell you the truth because I want the family to have justice. But like, I'm sick of people asking me, but I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cameron's like, I'm going to zip my lip right now because I know it right. doesn't look good. Right. That's the thing. Okay. So I listened to another uh, true crime podcast called Truth 
and Justice with Bob Ruff. And Bob Ruff is this guy who, very briefly, was a firefighter. And then when the Adnan Syed case came out on Serial, you listen to Serial, right? Yeah. Okay. He got obsessed with it and he started doing like a follow-up podcast where he would like try to track down witnesses and hear theories and and he it's like an he calls it an army it's crowdsourcing to solve a crime amazing and he started it for the Adnan Syed case and then that took off so he quit his job as a firefighter and now he's done like 10 cases or something where he tries to help people get exonerated and wow he's inconsistent but it's a really enjoyable podcast for a true crime fan like myself he says that He has taught his children, no matter what, if the police say, we just have a few questions we want to ask you, can you come on down to the station? You always say, not without a lawyer. And it doesn't mean you're guilty, but they do start to do, like, you know, poor Emmanuel, the the incorrectly accused guy and suspect, had he said, not without a lawyer, he might not have ended up in jail because he would have known what questions not to answer and he would have been better represented. And in a lot of these false conviction cases, the cops have these techniques of like wearing you down and making you think, (laughs) I could talk about this all day. They make you think like, you know what, Mandy, we know you want to go home to your family. Just tell us like... You you hated him, didn't you? You hated him. That's okay. We get that you hated him. And you didn't mean to do anything wrong. Just just say yes, and you can go home to your family. Oh, my God. And That's... you're crying, and you haven't eaten, and you haven't talked to your family, and you've been there for hours. So you go, yes, yes, I hated him. Yes, I just wanted, I, I didn't mean to do anything wrong. And now you're, you've confessed. Wait. People really do false confessions? That's yes. bar- That's bonkers. They're very real. And they, and it's not all people. They tend to un- uneducated, younger, oh. you know, people who are more susceptible to like, please, I just want to go home. Yeah. So there is, a, there are a lot of false confessions. I mean, not everyone is a false confession, but wow, I, I thought that was so interesting because well, if Casey's a 15 year old kid and he ends up a friend of his does something illegal and Casey's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I'll talk to the police that Casey could end up in big trouble if he doesn't have a lawyer present. Oh, that's interesting. That's And Casey's that's... a little hoodlum. <laughs> I was like, He's I didn't know Casey suck. was an yeah. accomplice to ma- massive yeah. crime until this yeah. moment. I'll, I'm going to rethink our next play date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you should, because you know Delilah. I mean, she will. You've she'll be the one. Tear tattoos. You know how many <laughs> kills he has. I thought it said love on the left hand, though. I, I thought <laughs> I thought I, I thought he was a good guy. Anyway, he can't get hated until his uh, 15th birthday. Right. Right. I. I I also, but I just thought it was so basic, like them taking the black man with a history of sexual, he, well, a history. He was charged with raping a minor, right? Didn't he? Didn't he serve time? But it was. Well, didn't he also say in his interview that like, well, they told him to take the plea deal that right. he settled because that's and it how was they statutory. He was right. twenty and she was a teenager, and therefore right. it was statutory rape. Although I think she did claim it was a rape. Right. Which I I, I did try to do a little digging on that because I was like, well, does a violent... I mean, I didn't find anything, to be mm. honest. Um, But like, I, it did make me go, 
did, I don't know, I thought he was innocent. Like I wanted to just whitewash his entire thing because I Mm -hmm. was like, because I thought it was so atrocious. It looked to me that they were just building a case against him. I don't think he did it. And yet his DNA is all over the scene, right? Right. Like his touch DNA is all over it. But I don't think he killed her. I I fully think Cameron did. I do too. It's astonishing to me that that this is how our justice system can work, that the real guy is not even going to get tried, whereas another guy who did not do it but has a history but, you know, matches the profile could get set up for this. Right. And didn't at the end some other random witness come forward at the very end of the podcast and say, I'll tell you, it was an outsider. It was somebody who just came in and killed her and left. They didn't say, I don't think it was a witness that knew. It was, it was that the fact that the apartment was wide open, that her mm-hmm. apartment specifically was right by the, um, the parking the lot. Like, the, yes. Yeah. It was very easy to get in and out of her apartment without being seen because of where it was located in the building. Mm-hmm. It was Halloween night. There was uh, a couple other accused um, serial killers that eventually got caught that were in the area that night that used similar tactics. And they never investigated the motorcycle gang that she was part of that, you know, Uh she didn't really know those people. And some of them are a bit rough, rough around the edges. Sure. So there were plenty of other places that they could have looked. I mean, I think they looked into the motorcycle gang and didn't find anything. Mm -hmm. But it's, ugh. It's probably, yeah. It was, yeah, I mean, it was a good podcast, but I I didn't flip for it the way I have other true crime podcasts. So what was you know, missing that, for you? Um the the witnesses were all so like forthcoming and except Cameron at the end. Um there the stakes didn't feel as high as I have heard in other podcasts where I guess maybe because he's already out. Emmanuel Fair is already free. So it didn't have that ticking clock feeling that this person's suffering in jail and we can save him if we all work together. Like that, I, you know, because I just, and I just listened to another one called Murder in Alliance where it was interesting because they're like, we have this case. This guy, David, is in jail for killing his girlfriend. We believe he's innocent. We're going to get him out. So they bring private investigators to the town. They go all over. They meet everybody. They interview everybody. And they're like, we need to save his life. He's in jail. We need to save his life. By the end, they're like, "Uh, we think David did it. And we're going to drop this. (laughs) And that was really interesting to me. You know? (gasps) Oh, God. I think that's totally dangerous. They dug up, like, an ex-girlfriend who was like, oh, he shot at me. And he, like he was really violent towards me. And so when they got like the idea to do the podcast, it was only people saying, David would never do this. David's a sweetheart. And by the end, they had a more complete picture of him. But that that's what I think is so the whole point of this podcast is that it's all storytelling, that they Mm -hmm. built a story that Emmanuel Fair fit as the killer. Right. They Mm -hmm. built a story around him, whereas Cameron had an actual story that they refused to build or prosecute. Right. And at the end, they go to interview Cameron and he is like, how did you even find me? And he starts shaking. And and I forget what he said at the end. That this has haunted him. And then that was it or something yeah, like that. That it will yeah. haunt him for the rest of his life. And you're like, yeah, buddy, murders yeah. will do that. <laughs> Killing somebody. And there was like, a, his wife was there. She's like, oh, yeah, hold on. Cam, someone's here to see you. And I was like, run, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I know. 
I and how about that guy, Jeff? I'll go one more thing and then we can. Well, there's two more things actually. Go. Yeah. One is that guy, Jeff, the juror. So when they try Emmanuel the first time, mm-hmm. there's a hung jury because of really one guy who mm, you can just. Men. You yeah. could just say, you could just hear he the literal the way that he describes why he knew that Emmanuel was guilty is he looked like a thug. Now, have oh. you looked at pictures of Emmanuel Fair? No, should I look him up? Yeah, because I will tell you, there's a few Emmanuel Fairs, so you really have to, and it's E M M A N U E L. I already nailed that part. Dang, good for you. I was going down the IMM route. I was lost. Um, But no, so you look at the pictures and you go, yeah, sure. I mean, he has Uh tattoos on his arms and he looks like someone that you would go, oh, yeah, if you told me. And and also it's his mugshot, for God's sake. Like, that's the picture (laughs) that they show. Mm -hmm. And and it's he would just determine that he was a criminal based on his appearance. And he said as much. He was like, right. I just knew the guy looked like a thug and nothing would assuage him. He wasn't listening to the evidence or lack thereof. He was not paying any attention to Cameron. He was like, no, it's obvious. You got the killer right there. And then he even said, well, we should convict this. This is this was his argument at the end, trying to get everybody to come over to his side, which he succeeded in getting five other jurors to his side. His argument Ugh. was, you guys, we should just convict him because... You know, let's let the justice system, we have to hold someone accountable. And if he's not guilty, then they'll appeal and he'll get off. Right. Well, I've heard that about the police, too. And that, like, when with, like, Adnan Syed or other cases that some policemen think, well, he's a bad guy anyway. So even if he didn't do this, we're we're ridding the streets of this bad guy. Right. And now I'm looking at pictures of Cameron Johnson. I think it's the right one. Oh, I, I, I didn't even I didn't even look up Cameron Johnson. Does he look guilty? Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Does he look like yeah. a thug, Mandy? <laughs> He's standing by a, a river or a lake. That oh, can't be God. Good. That's not right. That's where you hide no. bodies. Everybody knows that. Yep. <laughs> um. Well, I, yeah, I, I thought that Jeff was really like he was just to me a classic like, oh, you just got a racist who's part of that biker club, by the way. Who was part, he was a member of of Arpana's was he really biker you club? You paid so much better attention than I do. Well, I was really I'm not. I I was also really, and this is a third thing I wanted to say about the podcast, which was it it has been accused of something called virtue signaling, which I've heard the phrase, and then I went and looked. That basically, people were upset about the fact that this was sort of posed as, like, from the get-go, from the trailer. It's like, hey, guess what they did? They found the one Black guy at this party, and they put him Mm -hmm. in jail for the murder when Mm -hmm. it's just not clear that he was the murderer. Mm -hmm. And that was the hook that got me into the story, and I thought it delivered on that hook, and I don't think it was manipulating the facts to tell that story. I think that's exactly what... Right, that's exactly what happened. Right. What did you call it? Virtue what? So you've never heard this phrase, virtue signaling? Right, no. Oh, that's funny. But there's I a phrase for would. everything. There's that, like, I was just listening to something and about black fishing. And what? it comes from catfishing. And it's about people appropriating black culture and and fashion and language. And I'm like, can we just stop giving everything a cute name? Yeah. Well, I did some deep digging on this virtue. They, basically, they've come up with a name call it, that's that, a name. They've come up with virtue signaling as what you call anytime anybody demonstrates, like, that they've done something nice or or 
is is promotes a cause that they believe in because uh-huh. the assumption is that it's disingenuous, right? So like right now, I'm wearing my food oh, on boy. foot shirt, right? Yep. <laughs> so people yep. would call this tight, tight yeah. shirt. Yeah. Snuggly. Yeah. Snuggly caressing yeah. her breasts and yeah. pulling across the front, which yeah, is not definitely. something, I, a look I see for you. Did yeah. you by accident confuse it with one of your kids' shirts? No, this is my shirt. And I just happened to be pushing out my chest a little bit so you can see it. But thank you for oh. calling it um, sexy and tight. But yeah, but, I don't but think the, I said sexy, but oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> but the point is, aside <laughs> from it rocking my bod, mm-hmm. some would accuse this, uh, you know, accuse me of virtue signaling because I'm wearing a shirt for a charity that I regularly support. That this is somehow right. me going, like if I posted on Facebook that I went to food on foot, or if I talk about any, like that I'm somehow virtue signaling. Yeah, I, I have an an angel on my inner thigh, a tattoo. Do you want to see it? I do want to see it right so now. <laughs> for Project so Angel So when someone's food. heading downtown, they know, oh, she's yeah. a good person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the only time they even get a whiff of that. So it's great. You know what I mean? Like that you, Why'd have, you to... have to say whiff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was um, feeling that the podcast was too clean. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, um, yeah. I I had to do a, a films a film panel thing this week sure. for a bunch of middle schoolers, and I forgot I was talking to a bunch of middle schoolers. And oh, I, what did you do? I just mentioned that a lot of comedies have dick jokes in them, and the uh-huh. moderator was like, huh, "There go the middle schoolers," and I I was like, oh, "I'm so horrified." I go, "Come on, they have cell phones." <laughs> oh my god, man! It's all right. I mean, they all half of them have dicks too, so it's fine. Um, well, we were on another podcast. We did an episode of What's That Smell? Yeah. With which was a great podcast. And Pete Wright. Yes. Love that show. Yes. So we got to go on there and talk about anxieties. And they told you up front that they are a clean podcast and no swearing allowed. Fuck yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes in. Well, she's talking about shitting and (laughs) can't stop. First of all, who thinks that shitting is a bad word? I mean, everybody does it. I I think there's some shame issues that they have there about their poopers, but (laughs) we'll go into that. All right. Well, okay. So should we man job it? Yes, we should man job it. So you agree with me that Emmanuel Fair was innocent and Cameron did it? Okay, so we yes. should make some phone calls after this, but let's okay. we'll, we'll move on to the man jobs. Okay. <laughs> All right. My brother-in-law is um like an environmental lawyer, so I think he he'll help. <laughs> he'll okay, call great. He'll, he'll be right on the case. Oh. Uh I liked it, but it wasn't as compelling and jaw-dropping as I hoped it would be with a name like suspect. I guess I just wanted more of a ticking clock. You wanted entertainment. Yeah, I don't Yeah, well, I, I don't think it needed 10 episodes. I would have been better off with like six. Mm-hmm. So if they had tightened it up and we didn't see where it was going the whole time, I would have liked it better. So I will give it 3.75 man jobs. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I mean, I liked it. Yep. I, I was definitely like, okay, I have a couple more episodes and I was, I liked it. Okay, cool. I'm going to, we're, we're about the same. I'll give it four because okay. I also really liked it. I don't listen to true crime a lot. I did feel a little bit like uh, it didn't need to maybe be as long. I think it's an important story to tell. And then I was and then I was like, oh, God, I chose this really serious podcast for a show. But I think it's a very it was really interesting, a very interesting, true story that 
horrified me and also made me wonder if we're ever going to get truly guilty people in jail. And <laughs> it's who's impossible. more qualified to talk about race and injustice and the criminal system than us? Who's more qualified? Yeah, no, it's I agree. I think that should be our other spinoff podcast. <laughs> Ooh. Well, okay. So you said this was a really interesting story to tell. And I would like for the Fandies to listen to another important story. RPSA. Never quite made it to the popular table. Maybe because of your frizzy arm hair and overuse of obsession. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with frizzy arm hair, but were you picked last for team sports? You know, like a loser. Now there's help out there. It's called a Man Cave membership, and it will make you personally and professionally fulfilled. Just head over to truestory.fm slash mandcave. The most it'll cost you is $5 a month. As a member, you'll get early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, member bonus episodes, and a birthday message from one or both of the Mandys. And if you need a little more Mand love, you can go to tpublic.com and search for Mandcave swag, like teas, mugs, and totes. All Man Cave memberships and swag are for recreational use only and not intended to diagnose, cure, or treat any disease. Man Cave, let's go places. We need people to join the fan the fan club. Yeah. The man you- club. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, We've I'm always wanted to have an inner circle, and I know that sounds dirty, but we want we want you to come in there. And uh <laughs> we promise to make it extra special for you. So come and offer us your member. Ship. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I, yeah, it, I will never. It's a I'm going to be 85 and I'm still going to be like dirty talking over at Thanksgiving dinner. And I, I and, hope so. And I hope you're still recording it <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I hope we're still recording all of it. Yes. Uh, yes. But become a member, do a monthly, do the year and get that bit of a discount. We need you so that we can keep making podcast magic. Join us in our Please. man cave dynasty. I have a game for you. Woohoo! Okay. So uh, here were the games I went over in my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to make her do a virtue signaling game. And then I was like, well, then that'll just be <laughs> virtue signaling where you have to tell me every great thing you've done. And I, I know you and you're a great person and that would have taken some time. So I don't think we mm-hmm. have that kind of time. So I, I no. said no to the virtue signaling game. Okay. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'll do a game about famous cases where black men went, innocent black men went to jail. And then I was like, that doesn't sound like so much fun. And no, not so lighthearted. <laughs> and it's a big burden on our research department. So I, uh, while I think it would be an important game to play, and I think everyone should play it at home, we're not going to do it here. Yeah, we're (laughs) not going to do it here. (laughs) But I do think you all should Google that and look at it. So because actually this podcast is going to play the week of Halloween. Oh, I have like a, like a Halloween mystery that I, a mystery sort of, this isn't really mystery. It's more Halloween, but I went with Halloween mystery theme. And so Yes. Bring it on. So here is what we're going to do. There are four categories that you can choose Mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. I am going to, this is basically pyramid, right? You know, I'm (gasps) going to give you. mm -hmm. I love pyramid. I'm going to give you clues. Yeah. And then you are going to guess these words and then we'll see how many you get. And it, okay. and then we'll do we'll do one where I give and you get, and then we'll reverse it maybe. Okay. What do you, what sure. do you think of that? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, but here are your categories from which you get to choose. 
I love categories. Okay, here's the categories. Me Castle, Esu Castle, Lucky Charms, mm. Dentist's Dream, mm-hmm. or A Grave Situation. Dentist's Dream. It's going to be about candy. Dream. You are correct. These are things that might be handed out to trick-or-treaters on Halloween. And do you have a way to set a timer? Or you want me to yeah. just wing it? Okay, set me a timer, please. I'd like for you to set the clock for 30 seconds. 30 seconds Ms. on the clock. Kaplan? Not yet. Hold okay. On. Hold on. You tell Gotta me when. Unlock the old Golden Girls phone. Uh, timer. Zero. Okay. Oh, my God. This is so 30. exciting. Yep. Are we ready? We're ready. You ready? Dentist dream. Okay. Uh, there are Lay's ruffles. They come in small bags. Potato chips. Uh, yes. Variety but just, pack. Just the second part of that. Yes. Um, the, uh, they come in bears and sometimes they're worms. Gummies. Yes. Uh, they are Hershey bars. Kisses. No, they are bars and they are made of chocolate. Yes. Uh, and these are like lollipops, except sometimes they're called, it's also something like someone who is a victim of a scam. Uh, it, it, Dum-dum. it's, no, um, it's like a, oh God, it's not Rube. a. Rube, uh, sucker, no. sucker. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, uh, these are very chewy and they get stuck in your teeth and they're like burnt butter. Um, they're like, um, you know. Caramel. Yes. Uh, and these are the little small fruity things that, that are pour out like little, they're little time? tiny fruity. Oh. But I don't know if it was really time because I set it for 30 minutes by accident. So <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest and it felt like the right time to call time. <laughs> okay, well, that's very good. Uh, you did really well. You got five out Thanks. of 10. Oh, there were 10 in 30 seconds? There Oof. were. I don't even know how you would ever because I don't even. Right. Yeah, I know. But right. you did really well. You got five. Okay. Now, okay, how cool. do I give? Well, I could show you. Didn't uh, you write these down? So don't you know them all? Well, I didn't write them down. They're printed up and I don't oh. actually know them. They were pre-printed. Oh, I see. Okay. Do you, do you want to do it that to way? the camera. Yeah. Which, which, oh, so I, yeah, I get to You pick, pick a now. category. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to pick, let's see which one. I'm going to pick um, a grave situation. Okay. Dark. But hold it nice and close to the camera. <laughs> Can you see that? Oh, nope. Move it to, move it, um... Keep going. I can. Uh, I can also take a picture. Towards your door. Towards your door. And now hold it closer. Stop. Okay. Okay. Move it up a little bit. And don't move. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> clock starts now. Yes. Okay. At Christmas, you hang this on your door. A wreath. Yes. This is what you bury a person in. A casket. Uh, a, or a, another word a, for a it. coffin. Yes. This is the person who rakes and mows the graveyard. Uh, a, a gardener. Nope. A, a gravekeeper. Um, uh, y- uh, the last word is right, but the first word is like... Groundskeeper. Yes. Uh, you go to church and this guy gives you a blessing. A priest. Yes. Um, this is the the stuff that is... <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I we got four and I thought I was doing well. Oh, no, that's all right. That was good. That was good. Wow, that that was your timer alarm? Yeah. Okay. All right, do you want to do one more? Why yes. not? If it's boring, yes. go listen to go listen to suspect. All right. <laughs> the, the two the two remaining categories are Meat Castle as Sue Castle and Lucky Charms. Which, lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. All right. So, Lucky Charms, these are things associated with superstitions. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> this will be the last one. Okay. 
We're going to crush this. Ready? Okay. Yes. And go. Go. When it crosses your path, it's bad luck. Black hat. Okay. If you walk under this, it's bad luck. Ladder. Yes. Uh, It's a number that the floor, the... 13th. Yep. It's This is if you throw it over your shoulder. Um, Yes. Uh, And this is like a... uh, There's like a... It's a... It's like... Looks like a blue thing. I'm going to pass. This is something that like when when it blows, it makes a sound. I don't know why. Rustling. Okay. Nope. Forget that. Uh, You hold this when it's raining. Raincoat. Umbrella. Yes. Uh, And this is a lucky thing you find it up and all the day you have good luck. Penny. I think you're going to give you Penny. I'm going to give yeah. you Penny. That was good. Okay, you got Black Cat, Ladder, 13, Salt, Umbrella, and Penny. You got one, two, three, four, five, six. We did very well. You We're win. very good at this. We've played a lot of games in our day. I know. <laughs> yeah. That was really, I think you should have gotten a minute. I, is it really 30 seconds? But anyway. Um, so yeah, that's, well, that's my little game. I hope you enjoyed it. And I, hope I you love it. A- I love games. So it makes me very happy. Um, yeah. It doesn't make me as happy as the thing I am going to force you to watch. Oh. And when I say force, oh God, <laughs> I mean, I might actually have to strap you down. Just remember, I was gentle with you this week. <laughs> this week. But here's my revenge. All right. Roll those credits. The Man Cave is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Woohoo! Music by Ian Post. Yes. You can find the show at truestory.fm slash mancave. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing just that for our show. You made me watch something with Rod Stewart <laughs> and The Secret. And I feel like maybe yes, I've I'm chosen trying to the help thing. You. That will avenge both of those in one. Because oh. I think you will hate it so, so, so much. <laughs> I can't I can't think of anything I would hate that much. Really? No. Greg Abbott. Oh, Boom. good. I did point. it. I thought of it. <laughs> okay. So this is his life story. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you I mu- would die. Also, I would die. so that I also so that I can watch your hatred. And watch your mind explode. Okay. We have to watch this together because it's something on my DVR and I don't know how else to watch it. (laughs) Okay. So I have it. This is a little thing. I have to come over to your nursing home to watch it on on your television. (laughs) You do indeed. (laughs) Okay. This is a little thing I like to call the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Oh. The reunions are the best ones, man. I'm not wasting time with the season, which I barely watch. But these reunions (laughs) are just like overly made up, Botoxed women in tight, tight, sequency, (laughs) weird, revealing outfits, yelling at each other for a solid hour straight. How are we going to know what's going on? How do you know what's going on with the reunion if you haven't seen this season? Because they do these packages where they tell you everything. You're going to be fine. I'll be your Sherpa. I will explain (laughs) all. Oh, my God. Well, you got uh, me. Fandies, I think probably you can watch it like on bravo.com or something or on demand. Everybody watch the first episode. Oh. And oh, I'm God. Make you watch it. Uh, I'm, I'm too classy for this. You know that, right? Nope. <laughs> All right. It's, it's my deepest guilty pleasure or secret shame, and I'm bringing it out into the light for the world to uh, see. No more so shame. Sad. Well, I hope you get some fashion tips. 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe we should come dressed up as housewives next time. <laughs> Great. Uh, Shouldn't be. All right. I, I have news for you. I am dressed as a real housewife. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right. All right, my dear. I love you. Love you. Thank you.